the first day of the month. New things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Isaiah 42, verse 9. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 2. On the first day of each month, we look ahead, recalling the many opportunities God gives us to start afresh and to begin new ventures in discipleship. Jesus told his followers to take up the cross daily. Contrary to common belief, the cross is not some burden or challenge in life that we cannot escape or simply must endure, such as chronic disease or being unable to find work. Rather, the cross is something we can evade, but we nevertheless take it up willingly, even amid misgivings. In Gethsemane, Jesus reluctantly yet willingly accepted the cross that was presented to him. Thus, he defined his own instruction and set the pattern for discipleship. As a new month begins, ask yourself, am I willing, indeed eager, to see God at work in new ways in my life? Will I work to identify God's newness, particularly when it does not seem evident to me? Am I determined to trust in God's ways, even if I am apprehensive about what they hold in store? Will I seek in all things to give thanks to God? Opening Prayer In the beginning, O Lord, you created heaven and earth. You have promised to bring forth a new heaven and a new earth. Grant, therefore, to all of your people a firm conviction of your goodness and a zeal to participate fully in whatever you intend for us, that we may be effective witnesses to the world in both word and deed, a people who steadfastly proclaim your love through Christ our risen Savior. Amen. Psalm 16 Keep me safe, O God. I've run for dear life to you. I say to God, be my Lord. Without you, nothing makes sense. And these God-chosen lives all around, what splendid friends they make. Don't just go shopping for a God. Gods are not for sale. I swear I'll never treat God names like brand names. My choice is you, God, first and only. And now I find I'm your choice. You set me up with a house and yard, and then you made me your heir. The wise counsel God gives when I'm awake is confirmed by my sleeping heart. Day and night, I'll stick with God. I've got a good thing going, and I'm not letting go. I'm happy from the inside out, and from the outside in, I'm firmly formed. You canceled my ticket to hell. That's not my destination. Now you've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face. Ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. From the book of Judges, chapter 3, verses 12 through 30. Now the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. And he gathered to himself the sons of Ammon and Amalek, and he went and defeated Israel, and they possessed the city of the palm trees. The sons of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, eighteen years. But when the sons of Israel cried to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for them, Ehud, the son of Gera, the Benjamite, a left-handed man. And the sons of Israel sent tribute by him to Eglon, the king of Moab. Ehud made himself a sword which had two edges, a cubit in length, and he bound it on his right thigh under his cloak.
he presented the tribute to Eglon, the king of Moab. Now Eglon was a very fat man. It came about when he had finished presenting the tribute that he sent away the people who had carried the tribute. But he himself turned back from the idols which were at Gilgal and said, I have a secret for you, O king. And he said, Keep silence. And all who attended him left him. Ehud came to him, and when he was sitting alone in his cool roof chamber, and Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. And he arose from his seat. Ehud stretched out his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and thrust it into his belly. The handle also went in after the blade, and the fat closed over the blade, for he did not draw the sword out of his belly. And the refuse came out. Then Ehud went out into the vestibule and shut the doors of the roof chamber behind him and locked them. When he had gone out, his servants came and looked, and behold, the doors of the roof chamber were locked, and they said, He is only relieving himself in the cool room. They waited until they became anxious, but behold, he did not open the doors of the roof chamber. Therefore they took the key and opened them, and behold, their master had fallen to the floor dead. Now Ehud escaped while they were delaying, and he passed by the idols and escaped to Syria. And it came about when he had arrived that he blew the trumpet in the hill country of Ephraim, and the sons of Israel went down with him and from the hill country, and he was in front of them. He said, Pursue them, for the Lord has given your enemies, the Moabites, into your hands. So they went down after him and seized the fords of the Jordan opposite Moab, and did not allow anyone to cross. They struck down at that time about ten thousand Moabites, all robust and valiant men, and no one escaped. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land was undisturbed for eighty years. From the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of forty days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but for wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the rotomotest part of the earth. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem, for the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, that is, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers.
from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 27, verses 45 to 54. Now with the sixth hour, darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who were standing there, when they heard it, began saying, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran, and taking a sponge, he filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave him a drink. But the rest of them said, Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those who were with him keeping guard over Jesus, when they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, became very frightened and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wednesday's Prayer In the middle of this week, good Lord, assure me again of your presence in the midst of life. Renew my strength and determination to do your will on earth, even as it is done in heaven. Save me from self-contentment, from a vision that is too narrow. Enable me to reach beyond my parish into my community, beyond my community into every corner of your anguished world. Help me to see even beyond this world into the vast expanse of your universe, created as a sign of your extraordinary love and of your enduring power. This I ask through Christ, through whom all things were made, in whom all things hold together. Amen. From the Methodist Prayer Handbook for 2022, this is written by Sally Jones, a probationer presbyter of South Warwickshire Circuit. Ever-loving, ever-loyal, everlasting God, you are the source of all our loving. You are indescribable beauty your life itself. Drawing close to you, we are fed. Drawing close to you, we are shown what love really is. Drawing close to you, we are given food to feed others. May we draw ever closer to you, the source, with joy, with energy, with intent. For only by experiencing your love can we love your creation. Only by touching your heart can we find heart for others. Only by feeling your closeness can we draw close to those who are lost. In the security of your love, enable us to love this broken world. Amen.